Hey moms, welcome to the Dorinda Wilson podcast. I'm Dorinda Wilson, wife to one, mom to eight, nana to six, and 25-year veteran homeschooling mom. I've heard it said that homeschooling is really just an extension of parenting. And it's very, very true because there are so many tools that we use for parenting that actually help our homeschooling go so much better. Because the bottom line is character trumps curriculum every time. If our kids understand what it looks like to follow mom and dad's directions and to do the things that they're supposed to do in a reasonable amount of time, it makes all the difference in the world when it comes to homeschooling them. Before I dive into today's topic, which is called tomato staking, some of you may have heard this before, this term before. I've mentioned it in some of the garden videos that I did over the summer, Um, but I'm going to sort of dive into it a little bit deeper because some of you have asked me about it. Um, It is essentially a relationship-based parenting tool or you could call it a discipline, Um, but it has been proven to be very, very effective with our kids over the years. You know, most of you know seven of our kids are adults now, so um, I love sharing our experiences and just the things that the Lord has shown me over my almost 30 years of parenting. You know, eight kids gives you a lot of uh, sort of... um, Uh, test children to experiment on. And so I found that this particular uh, parenting tool was was really helpful with uh, just about any personality. Uh, But before I dive into exactly what it is, because today I'm going to be talking about what is tomato staking, why do I use it, when do I use it, and how do I use it? Before I do that, though, I want to encourage you all to be looking back at some of the uh, podcasts that I have um, recorded. Uh, I've, I've been doing this for about three years, so I have about uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of 160, 170 uh, podcasts on all kinds of different topics. So if you go to my homepage at DorendaWilson.com and scroll down into this and go down to the search bar and put in just about anything um, as far as homeschooling goes, parenting goes, throw some keywords in there and you will likely um, have a podcast show up that could be really, really beneficial and really helpful to you. So I encourage you to go to my website and check that out. I also would encourage you to share this podcast with your friends. If you're finding it valuable and you're finding uh, great tools here, great resources, and just a lot of encouragement, I would love for you to share it with as many moms as you possibly can. you know, I'm, I, I've been working on a new book. I just turned in the manuscript a couple of weeks ago, and I am excited about this. It's going to be published in June of 2021. It seems like a, a long ways off, but apparently there's a lot of prep work that goes into launching a book through a pub- publishing company. But I will tell you, I can't tell you the title, but I will tell you that it will be, um, I'm hoping and praying, a great encouragement to homeschooling families um, regarding their decision to homeschool. Um, As I just sort of uh, 
take the uh, hands of parents and just sort of talk through um, just the benefits of home education and what a viable alternative it is. And so it's one of those kinds of books that you can actually share with your friends who are considering homeschooling or maybe just sort of got shoved into it, um, realize that this is what they're going, going to be doing, um, but don't really have their land legs yet. So it's it's just reassuring for the parents who are already homeschooling. And it is uh, kind of gives some great um, sort of foundational legs uh, to parents who are just new at this or just considering it and wondering if they should go ahead and move forward with homeschooling. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, one of the ways that I'll get that book out and get word out is through the podcast. So if you can share um, you know, a little one or two sentence review on uh, the platform that you're listening from, that is really helpful because it helps more. It actually, the system works in such a way that if you do a review, it puts the podcast out in front of uh, more moms who might be interested in listening. And that's what we really want is as many moms to be encouraged as possible. So let's dive into this tomato staking. All right. So first I'm going to talk about what it actually is. Um, I mentioned earlier, I would describe it as a relationship-based parenting tool or discipline. And it involves really pulling the child in um, that's, that seems to be having trouble as opposed to pushing them away. And, and I know that for myself as a mom, the temptation was always this, you know, this kid is driving me crazy, causing problems, not obeying, um, not getting their chores done, not getting along with their siblings, and it, it's becoming a pattern. And now I just want them to go away. <laughs> So this is um, actually something where we do the opposite, which makes sense, right? Because uh, usually it's the hard things that are the most effective when it comes to disciplining and parenting, right? We, we reap the most results when we put forth, um, when we do the hard thing, right? So the, the, when we want to push the child away using this particular um, tool, we're actually pulling the child in. And so what's happening is um, basically we are, I'll just give it to you in a quick nutshell and then explain a little bit more deeply um, what it looks like in a, in a few minutes. But essentially what we're doing is we are keeping our child alongside of us. Um, so let's just, let's set up a scenario where maybe um, this child seems to be having trouble on an ongoing basis, can't get along with their siblings and or can't seem to get their chores done and or um, aren't following directions, aren't following through on, the, on their responsibilities and that kind of thing. And I'm talking about ages from very young, uh, preschoolers, toddlers, all the way um, I would say that this is good through sixth grade. Um, we could probably do some alternative versions of it for high school, but um, I'm not going to get into that today. So let's just, we'll just talk about this right now it, um, because I, I really want to be able to explain it well. And so what we're doing is we're essentially saying this child is clearly having um, 
some issues. There's patterns of disobedience, patterns of not getting along, patterns of ongoing conflict, uh, patterns of not doing what they're supposed to be doing. So now I know I have a problem, right? It's clear. Um, it's become an agitation to me. It's, it's you know, big red flag. God's going, hey, you got a kid here that needs to be dealt with. So um, I take this child and um, I'm basically pulling them in and keeping them alongside of me as I go throughout my day doing the things that are in front of me to do throughout the homeschooling, um, throughout the uh, lunchtime and into the afternoons when our kids usually had free time, this child would spend that time with me, depending on how long this needed to go on. Um, And that's something that I'll talk about in a few minutes, how to sort of gauge that. Um, So that's essentially what it is. Um, So it, the next question is why do I use it? How is it useful? Well, I think that the number one thing is that it reveals God's love. Because have you ever noticed that we benefit the most when we're off when we've sinned as a just as adults, you know, I'm talking about us now, moms. When we've sinned, when we're off, when we've got a bad attitude, um, what is it that really sort of cleanses us and brings us to the point of saying, "Hey, that was wrong. I need to repent of that. I need to say I'm sorry. I need to, you know, apologize to the Lord. I need to apologize to somebody else." I would say that it's the presence of God right? Spending time in his presence. Sometimes when we're having our devotions in the morning, spending time with the Lord, or we're in prayer at some point in the day, and God convicts our heart because we're with him, we're in his presence, and he reveals to us this this thing that he wants to remove from our hearts, this thing that he wants to redeem. And so think of that in terms of your relationship with your child, that you're sort of playing that role of... of, kind of setting that example of what God does. He doesn't push us away. We often feel like he does. We feel distant because we know we've done something wrong. But the truth is that it's his love and his kindness that leads us to repentance. That is the nature of God's love. And so when we pull our children in rather than pushing them away, we are exampling that love. And all of a sudden, our children are getting the message that I don't have to be perfect. When I mess up, my mom pulls me in. She doesn't push me away. And so they learn this pattern, hopefully for a lifetime, that it's the same thing with God. That when I feel guilty, when I'm feeling, uh, when I know I've done something wrong, I don't have to let that feeling of distance um, keep me from God for, you know, copious amounts of time. Instead, I'm I'm trained, our children are trained to say, no, God pulls me in. God loves me. He knows this is messy. He knows that I messed up, but he loves me. And so we're exampling that through using this parenting tool. The other thing is, um, and this is just an obvious, you know, uh, ripple effect, is that it builds relationship with our children. You know, when it comes to parenting, when it comes to homeschooling, relationship is of utmost importance. If we have these 
these strings that are tied to our children, these relationship strings, and we're continually tying these strings with our children, um, they're going to come to us when they need something. They're going to come to us when they need to talk about something. We're investing in the future. We're investing in a teenage relationship with them. We're investing in an adult relationship with them because we are that safe person. We are that person who said, you are valuable to me. I'm investing in you. And so using this parenting tool is a way that we build relationship with our kids. It also patterns the gospel. You know, again, it goes back down to um, God loves us in our messiness. He doesn't expect us to clean up before we come to Him. In fact, He loves it when we come to Him in the midst of our messiness because He loves to come in and bring order and restore life and chase death away and chase sin away and chase fear away and replace it with peace, replace it with life. That's who we serve. That's the kind of God we serve. And that is, um, this parenting tool examples all of that. So the next question is, when do I use it? I kind of covered it um, earlier, but I'll I'll go back over it again. Uh, When a particular child is struggling to obey, struggling in relationships, or struggling in... um, you know, just following through on the things that they know they're supposed to do every day. And it's beginning to become a pattern where it's now the rule, not just the exception. And you don't have to wait that long to use this parenting tool. Um, I have uh, in the past used it very frequently um, just because I knew a particular child tended to veer off quite quickly. And so I would pull him in sooner rather than later. And then other uh, other kids in the family just, you know, only required it every now and then. So listen to your mom instinct. Listen to what God is leading you to do with your particular uh, child or children. So the next thing is how do I use it? Okay, so now we've identified that this child has um, is, is starting to develop poor habits or is, is struggling on an ongoing basis. And so we want to explain to them, listen, I can see that you're struggling. You really seem to be struggling in your relationship with your siblings, or you really seem to be struggling with um, doing what mom tells you to do. And so um, I'm going to have you spend some time with me. We're going to just hang out together and we're going to talk and you're going to be my helper. Um, And then we move on with the things that we need to do. You know, as moms, we have lots of simple tasks that we need to put our hands to. Dishes, um, folding laundry, doing laundry. Um, And so we bring this child with us. And this child doesn't take along books or entertainment or screens. This child is there just with us. So maybe I'm folding laundry and I say, okay, here's a pile of washcloths. I want you to fold those up for me, depending on the age of the child, you know, or you can hand them a whole basket full if they're older and okay, I want you to go ahead and fold these and I'm going to do this over here, but we're working alongside of each other. I'm in the same, uh, essentially the same space with them. And, you know, it can be quiet 
or we can have conversation. I can be sure to give them frequent hugs. Um, You know, whatever their love language is. You know, sometimes it's just the quality time. Sometimes uh, we need to add the the hugs for the the physical touch, words of affirmation, um, you know, just talking about the things that they're doing that are good, the, the, the things that they've been successful at. So keeping the atmosphere positive, keeping the atmosphere encouraging um, as much as possible. Now, you may end up having to have kind of a hard conversation along the way because they may copitude in the midst of all this. And you're going to have to say, this, this is not going to help. The more I see of this type of attitude, the more I'm convinced that you need to stay with me longer, that we need to hang out together longer. And if they got belligerent, um, I would often, uh, usually tended to be more with the boys than the girls. I would have him do ten push-ups. Okay, you're not gonna, you're not gonna speak to me that way. You're being disrespectful. If you want to speak to me about this, that's fine but you're going to do it respectfully. Or if they're just trying to argue with you about everything, we're going to say, no, we're not talking right now. We're going to have uh, 15 minutes of quiet. So what you're wanting to do is really just um, kind of like hitting the pause button on everything that's distracting for the child and everything that's distracting for you as a mom. Obviously, you still have to be a mom to the rest of your kids, but essentially, you are committing yourself to focusing on this one child that seems to really, really need it. Because when these patterns of misbehavior are happening, there is a need there. And I can just be quite honest with you, sometimes it's just that they do need a little time with you. And this is a good way to do it and still get the things done that you need to get done. You may have to change your plans. Maybe you plan to be on the computer and do something um, that doesn't involve them. Um, maybe, maybe you need to do that, but keep it very brief and have them just sit uh, close by with nothing while you finish that. But try to not do that. Try to make it as relational as possible where you're, you are actually present and engaged, even if you're not talking. So as you're walking this out, as you're doing, you know, going from chore to chore, you know, maybe I'm going to organize a closet. I wasn't planning on doing that. I was planning on doing something else, but organizing a closet is a better fit for this tomato staking that is a priority right now. And I bring that child with me and we organize and maybe I show them how to organize. Maybe I'm teaching them something, but we're focused on a project together or he's working alongside me or he's being quiet with me while I work on something. But throughout all of it, it's really um, so helpful and honestly um, essential that we have a heart of quiet prayer over our kids while we're walking this out. Because, you know, the honest truth is so much of the time it's a spiritual battle. The enemy is trying to get a foothold in your family and he's using this child to do it. Um, whether they realize it or not, whether you realize it or not, the enemy just loves to stir up trouble and he'll use a child if he you know, sees fit. So we as moms have a responsibility to be the gatekeeper. As parents, we have the responsibility to be the gatekeeper and we say, no, we're not allowing this. 
because we want God's peace and his presence to fill our home. We want our home to be a safe place. We want our home to be a place of security and a place of peace as much as possible. It doesn't mean that there isn't bustling activity going on, but there isn't angst and conflict. Yes, it happens. Yes, it's going to happen. Some days it seems unending, but this is a wonderful tool to help keep that from happening or at least happening less. So have heart of prayer over your children and have that heart that's unhurried as you're listening for direction from the Lord as to what to do with this child, you know, what, you know, what activity to do with them, how to talk to them, um, you know, as you're, as you're moving forward. Cause honestly, sometimes I would start this tomato staking with quite a bit of angst in my heart going, you know, this is really not convenient right now. I really wanted to be alone. All the other kids are playing. This is sort of my time to just, you know, do what I need to do. God, help me to have a heart for my child. Please help me through this time. And if I really actually need a break, would you give me a break later on? But I'm going to focus on this child right now and focus on what you have put in front of me to do. You know, I talk a lot about facilitating what God is orchestrating. This is what that looks like. When these issues come up and they're just in our faces, they they seem like an obstacle. And they seem like a lot of hard work, but they're actually an opportunity to really instill in our children right from wrong, what it looks like to have good relationship, what it looks like to have a relationship with God, to press into him instead of thinking he's pushing us away because we, you know, we got messy and, and to just encourage our kids to invite God into the messiness, you know, Uh, maybe if you start out this tomato staking time with angst and just like real conflict and bitterness towards your child, because you know what? It happens. It happened to me. It still happens to me sometimes. And, and I only have one child at home, but what we want to do is, is bathe it in prayer. We can even stop and pray with our child. And just say, God, we just invite you into this time together. We just pray for peace. We pray that the enemy, would you would just put the enemy at bay, that you would put protection around us and our relationship and help us to have a good, good time together. And so this time that we spend with our kids can be anywhere from 15 minutes to 30 minutes to most of a day if necessary. So what we do is we do this and we pray for wisdom as to when to take that final step of cutting them loose. And when we feel like um, that's time, I I look at it like it's an experiment. When I feel like it's time to go ahead and cut them loose, I think, yes, but it's an experiment. So I'm going to cut them loose and I'm going to be watchful. I'm going to keep an eye on them and I'm going to see if their attitude has actually changed. You know, sometimes they seem like their attitude has changed because the obstacles have been removed, right? The distractions have been removed because they've been spending time with us. But put them back in the scenario again and they jump right back into an argument or they jump right back into disobeying, we know that there's more work to be done and we pull them back alongside of us. So, um, one thing that that likely may happen when you do this is you may have one child who needs this frequently for a certain amount of time and and um 
And it can be somewhat time-consuming, and we can end up feeling guilty because we're having to pay attention to this one child uh, more than the others for a day or maybe you know two or three, um, and we feel like we're not paying as much attention uh, to the other children. You know what? If you become concerned about that, just pray over it. Pray over your other children that they would get along, that they that he would teach them, that he would be with them, that his presence would be with them, that they would have fun, that they would be productive, that um, their time without you paying attention to them would be well spent, and that instead God would fill that gap because he knows we can't be more than one place at a time, right? And he's not expecting that. So don't expect it from yourself. So lay aside that mom guilt and realize that what you're doing is a good thing and fully engage in it. Also, you know, be willing to not get as much done as maybe you had planned on getting done. And again, moms, this comes back to my message that I am constantly going back to. And this is keeping a heart that is unhurried, keeping margin in your day so that you have time to stop and deal with these things, time to pull that child next to you um, and work alongside of each other and restore that relationship. And that's really what you're wanting is you want to make sure that, um, first of all, their relationship with you is restored in case there's anything that's off there. Um, you deal with that first, just like we would deal with our relationship with the Lord first. Um, you know, when when we're needing to have some correction or some direction or redirection. So we want to just, you know, uh, we're, we're checking in with that child. We're making sure they're doing okay. What I have found a lot of times is the conversation automatically led into something that was really, really bothering them that I had no idea. And had I not pulled them alongside of me and had this tomato staking time, I would have never known um, that they were having an issue with this, it, and it had nothing to do with what, how that, how it was playing out in their behavior. Um, they're feeling insecure about something, or they've been having bad dreams or bad thoughts, and they're feeling guilty and. Um, they need to to talk about it with us, and so we create this safe place to sort of. Um, pause and then um, slowly let the Lord reveal what He wants to reveal. So um, hopefully that was a, a thorough explanation of this particular parenting tool. But what I didn't explain at the beginning is why it's called tomato staking. So let me just explain that really quickly before I I close um, uh, this episode. If you've ever grown tomatoes, you know that um, you can start them from seeds. You can start them in a little greenhouse where they're in perfect little environment where um, they don't, they're not exposed to the elements. I talk about this greenhouse effect a lot with uh, when it comes to parenting. You know, a lot of people think we should just, you know, you know, let our kids be exposed to all kinds of stuff. And I am at an early age because, you know, they got to, they got to figure it out eventually. Well, developmentally, they're not ready for it yet. Um, That is my stance on it, that we need to protect our kids. It is our job to protect them and then to expose them as the Lord 
lead. So we start out in a little greenhouse and then eventually we're putting that little uh, tomato plant out in the elements for short periods of time to get it used to that to the elements and to strengthen it and make it more hardy. And then we finally plant it in the garden. And this is where the tomato staking comes in. Because if you don't uh, tie a tomato plant to a stake, something that's straight, the tomato plant will grow in all kinds of strange directions and it will begin to fall over and the branches will begin to break. And you will not get nearly um, as much fruit or as good of fruit, as high quality fruit, if you don't stake up your tomatoes. The idea is to keep the tomato growing upward. And so that's essentially just a beautiful picture of what this tomato staking is. You are taking your child and you are staking them up to you. Just like we stake ourselves up to God because he is the one who keeps us growing straight up, keeps us healthy, keeps us strong um, so that we don't become weak uh, by falling over and having these branches break off. And you know, once, once a tomato plant grows that way for long enough, you cannot fix it. You can try to sort of bend those those branches back and tie them. And I've done this before. Um, I missed one of my plants this year and didn't quite get it staked up properly. And it grew uh, that direction for so long that when I went to stake it back up, I actually broke the branch off. And so isn't that just a beautiful picture of, of what this tomato staking really is? We want to grow strong, healthy plants. And so um, let's go ahead and pray. Lord, we just thank you so much for this simple relationship-based parenting tool or discipline. God, we thank you that you love us with an everlasting love and that, God, you've placed in us a love for our children um, that compares really to nothing else. And yet you love our children even more than we do. And you want to give us direction and discernment, Father. And we just pray that you would lead us as we lead our children. Give us wisdom in staking them so that they grow strong and healthy, Lord. Give us wisdom and insight. Thank you for that verse in James that talks about if we need wisdom, God, we just need to ask you and you give it generously to all without finding fault. And it will be given to us, Lord. Um, it will be given generously, but we must believe and not doubt because he who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. Lord, we want to be stable. We want to raise stable, healthy, strong adults, God. And thank you that you want that for our children as well and that you are more than willing to pour out generously your wisdom. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. 